Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's dare to move. Before we get into this juicy episode, I would love to extend an invitation to you. Starting January 1st, I'm launching a 16-week group program that is guided by an online course. The course is called Dare to Eat 2.0 Life Coaching for Food. It's a culmination of six years of coaching over 1,000 people to help transform their body, their mind, and their spirit. But now I'm most focused on helping people heal their relationship with food and connect to their bodies. I hope you will join this supportive group in order to learn how to disarm your inner critic, to heal your relationship with food, and to work your way from self-acknowledgement to self-acceptance to self-love because it is not lost on me how freaking hard it is to just love yourself. And by the way, part of being human is eating every single day. And I know the depths and the darkness that is involved day to day when you don't feel like you can feed yourself without guilt, stress, or bloat. So I'm here to help you reclaim your sexy, discover the fact that you are sovereign, and get on a forever path to eating and being in a relationship with your body for the rest of your life. This group is going to focus on disarming your inner critic uncovering limiting beliefs. We're going to do some mind-body counseling, my favorite, rewriting of your food story, diagnosing your body image blind spots, and we're going to teach you how to actually do future vision work. So if you're a loyal podcast listener, we've been covering stillness work all year, and this is the perfect time to jump in to a group that's actually going to hold you accountable to the work because I know you're nodding your head in some of these episodes saying, yes, I need to do this. I get it. I see the value here, but sometimes it's hard to stay accountable to the work when you're not in a group. So it's 16 weeks. The group will meet every other week and there's going to be about eight juicy weeks of content and we'll just spread one week over the course of two. So you have time to digest all of it, watch the videos, ask questions, and then show up to the group with all of your learnings and revelations. So because you're a loyal podcast listener, I am extending you a discount of 15%. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and you can enroll there. I am so looking forward to working with you. All right, now back to the show. Welcome back, guys, the Dare to Move podcast. I am so excited to be here. I have to admit that these last few weeks, so let's call it since, I don't know, before Thanksgiving, it's been such a whirlwind of incredible, incredible people coming into my sphere, into my world, into my life. And it's sort of like been a team of people that I couldn't have logically strategized coming into my life as just beautiful, lovely humans. And I guess I have to step back from before uh, Thanksgiving because the woman you're going to hear from today who's interviewing me, so you're not going to hear a ton from her, but I do need to spend time on telling you about Shelby Coley, my executive assistant, because she came into my life in um, October basically. (laughs) She reached out to me and she basically just said, hey, if you ever need an assistant, let me know. I'd love to help. That simple, that direct, in a DM. We hadn't talked in a decade, more than a decade, because I thought it was high school. And it was really cool. And I kind of thought to myself, okay, I've consciously had a thought of needing slash wanting an assistant. And here is somebody reaching out. Do I know exactly how I'm going to pay them? No. Do I know what their expectations are? No, not yet. Uh, Am I curious to find out? Am I willing to put the energy into it? Yes. So we got on a phone call. 
I shared kind of my dream list of what I need, what I want. She shared hers. I kind of gave her this questionnaire interview process, um, asked her to do a, a work a work as an intern for a month so we could figure out our work cadence together and she could sort of have an informal onboarding. And things have just taken off. And if you didn't listen to the episode with Katie Briard, pre- and postnatal trainer, definitely check that out because Katie was amazing. And Shelby actually was a co-interviewer with me on that episode. We sort of thought it would be cool to attack the interview from my angle of being prenatal and ask questions from, okay, what should I be doing in the gym? What shouldn't I be doing in the gym? What's a myth? What's a legend? What's true? What's important? What's healthy? And Shelby coming at it from the postnatal, uh, postpartum um, perspective because she has two daughters. Her youngest is 20 months and she's still dealing with some abdominal separation. So I have to give her credit because this interview was her idea. She said, you know, when I came to work with you, I, I thought I knew what you did, but I really didn't know. And your podcast is awesome and you have awesome people come on and you talk about what you're promoting if it's a group program or whatever, but I don't know if people still like get what you do and I don't know. I think I would be scared to even reach out to do a clarity session with you because I just don't know uh, what I'm getting myself into. So I was like, wow, good eye, good catch, go team, thank you let's do it. So today you're going to hear Shelby ask some pretty broad questions that I try to be specific on and not too long-winded, but you guys know BMI now. I am I have a hard time being concise. So you're going to hear a lot more about what I do, a look behind the curtain, how I coach, what I believe in, and what I'm focused on for the future, and a lot of my journey into coaching. Um, but before we dive in, I do want to highlight, because I called attention to it, the amazing people that have come into my sphere uh, you know, to close out this year. And so I have to share complete transparency. It is um, December 10th when I'm recording. This is not going live till the 18th. So, uh, but everything that will be live by, by 2021 has been recorded just based on people's schedules and the amount of amazing people coming in. Um, we're getting interviews done. And I just, I'm, I'm sitting here alone in my office like, Oh my God, if this was a live audience, it would just be like amazing guest after amazing guest. Like it's an incredible show and I'm sort of feeling just this high. So I just got off uh, the a Zoom, I almost said the phone, with an incredible uh, breath coach that you're going to hear from on Sunday, Anna Lilia. She's not just like a breath coach that teaches you how to engage your abs and do breath to force air and ground yourself. Um, she's very in my opinion, much opposite from Wim Hof, uh, but she's an intuitive breath coach. So while you're doing the breath work with her, she's also intuitively downloading in sort of a psychic way, but she doesn't uh, call herself a psychic, what is coming through. So let's say you're in a session with her, you have a crazy memory of a trauma or a really kind of inspired thought that you would be too scared to voice out loud. It's like she knows what you're seeing and hearing. And she'll call it out and then you can talk about it together so that you don't feel like, wow, did I really just hear quit my job? How do I do that? And I can vouch for this because I did a session with her on December 4th and it was really, really, really powerful. So you're going to hear from her in a couple of days. Obviously, two days ago, you heard from Erin Lowry, bloke, broke millennial blog founder and author of three books, <laughs> uh, all titled Broke Millennial, Broke Millennial Talks Money, Broke Millennial figures out investing and I'm totally butchering the, the titles but you heard the episode if you're looking for any sort of financial advice on the masculine side because I know in wealth consciousness we talk a lot about energy and um, our thoughts and our stories on money this is a lot of practical steps tips and strategies on how to get your money situation right make sure you connect with her she's fun she's bubbly she's authentic and um, she's a boss. <laughs> and you've heard from Kat Dunn talking about human capital for innovation and healing the world. Uh, you've heard from my spiritual teacher this year, Alexandra, on the podcast. You've heard from Air and Anchor, the lovely couple uh, and parents of three children who um, have the amazing jewelry line called Air and Anchor. And I hope if you're still buying gifts for people um, that you will buy some from them because their stuff's incredible. It's just so unique and beautifully beautiful and well-made. 
And uh, we also have Marley Schneider coming on uh, next Wednesday, who is trans masculine non-binary. And they are going through this incredible journey post-op from top surgery, and they have a very inspiring story to tell. And then finally, we will have Debbie the Love Coach coming on to talk all about how COVID is ruining our sex lives and how, you know, there are some strategies to work through that if you are struggling. So we get real, real on the 27th of December, and I'm so pumped for you guys to hear that. So I'm sure I'm forgetting some amazing guests because there have just been so many, but I will say, oh my gosh, how could I forget Nakey, the co-founders of the Muff of Nakey that created the Muff Mask, which is the sheet mask for your vulva. Great gift idea, by the way, for people who need to start being, being more, um, you know, conscientious about their self-care, not like they need it, but to actually spend time with themselves. So check out this the co-founders of Nike, we talked about rebranding their business story and then also sexual freedom. So very excited to have shared all of these beautiful messages with you. And if you're like me, I'm traveling. I'm actually in Colorado as you are listening. I'm doing a lot more hiking. I'm doing a lot more walking outside and I am podcasting it up. So check out all those episodes if you haven't heard them. And today you're going to hear about it a ton, so I won't belabor it, but my Dare to Eat group program, the um, enrollment closes in one week, and you podcast listeners get a humongous discount, um, 15% off of the program. I would love to have you in. Um, it's a 16-week program that will go through basically eight weeks of content, but you'll have two weeks to be with each sort of chapter or week because it's a lot of video, it's a lot of podcasts, it's a lot of journals, but it is so much inner work and stillness and healing. So uh, please do stay tuned for that. And props to my executive assistant, Shelby Coley, for having this idea to do this interview. I hope it's insightful for you. You're going to hear a lot about my story growing up and how I became a coach and why it matters to me. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with my executive assistant, Shelby Coley, interviewing me, your coach, your host, and I'm also an author. (laughs) Um, Garrett, do I need to say my name? That sounds weird. Okay. Anyway, here we go. All right, so before we get super deep, I just wanted to say that when I messaged you and said, hey, are you looking for an assistant? Do you need help? I'm like, you know, she's just a podcaster. She's an author. I really didn't know everything you did. So today I wanted to get your take on what you do with coaching. And so I actually Googled it. (laughs) <laughs> when you had sent me a, I want to say it was like two pages of just questions. In my mind, I'm like, well, I have questions for her. <laughs> and one of my questions was what your title says, mindset coach, but there's also executive coach, life coach, relationship coach, career coach, finance coach, mental health coach. I mean, I can keep going business coach, <laughs> even small business coach. So I wanted to know, what do you do? What's your title? Mm, Well, first of all, I do have to point out, it was a baller move that you just like shoot me a DM. Hey, I'm here to help. It was like an angel coming in, which was really cool. Uh, And yes, I did send you questions because I kind of was like, well, I want to know like what she feels like her strengths are and all that stuff. And it's funny, it didn't even cross my mind um, that you would have questions for me. But I, I, I also am hyper aware that oftentimes people do have no clue what I do. And to be honest, the easiest thing, the easiest time period of my coaching career was when I said, I'm a fat loss coach. It was the easiest thing. It's like, I'm helping you lose fat. Now, obviously there's nuances because some people are like, oh, you give meal plans. Like, no, I don't give meal plans. That That's a crutch. That's not going to help you. Um, but the reason I landed on mindset coaches for me, it gives me the broad, the broadness, I guess if that's a word, to, uh, to attract people who need to figure out how to think differently about whatever the heck they're doing. And you could say, if you were to compare me to somebody out there, the most 
easy comparison would probably be a life coach, but life coaches do not tend to specialize in business or in nutrition or in the various silos I have found myself at different times. And so I also had a really negative outlook on life coaching, which who knows why, but if um, the listeners, the OG listeners remember when we first started, I used to, my intro used to be, I'm not your life coach. I'm just a girl who never gives up because I didn't want to put myself on a pedestal and be like, I know everything. And then when I started to get into mindset coaching, which spoiler alert, I always did mindset coaching. I just didn't realize I was doing that. I was like, well, crap, I got to like get used to what, like how I feel about mindset coaching. And so long story short, I realized that I'd always been doing it. It's a way to help We can get more into that in a minute, but I could attract people who needed me. And they had initially come to me because of Barry's boot camp, because of the spin classes I taught, because of the personal training. Hey, I want help with nutrition. And nutrition is such a game, like a mindset game and how you think about food. And as I started to realize that the conversation I was having, you know, I would coach a venture capitalist on fat loss. I'd coach a fitness model on fat loss. I'd coach a teacher, a lawyer, a consultant. I'm like, wait a second. Half of the time we spend on our phone call, we aren't talking about the actual food they're eating. We're talking about the drama in their life and the stuff they're going through that's clouding the actions they're taking and the actions they're taking are ideally would be actions to get to their goal, which happens to be fat loss, but they're not taking those. So we can apply the same stuff I was helping with, with different goals. And so for me, mindset coach has been focused on coach mindset for executives mindset for people who feel disconnected to their bodies and would like a better relationship with food and, um, general life transition. So changing careers, um, changing relationships, uh, finding their life's purpose. Does that help? <laughs> yes, it does. Cause I was just about to say, do you just do the nutrition part or all, like I've heard, you know, while we've talked or you've just thrown something out while we were talking about helping like a CEO and I'm like, well, is she helping them with nutrition or are they, is she helping them with like personal kind of like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like a counselor, Mm -hmm. like, would you label yourself a counselor? Yes. In so many ways, the, the word counselor, I haven't, hasn't come up for me, but when you just said it, like, yes, um, counselor historically has that sort of, I have a psychology degree vibe to it, which I don't have, but I have real life experience of coaching people for seven years that allows me to be consultative. And the difference that I, I really do have to share with potential clients um, before we start working together is there's a very big difference between therapy and coaching. Therapy is like, talk it out, word vom, get it out, process your emotions. And then, and then go home and, you know, the therapist nods yes and gives some tips. And I'm by no means trying to bash anybody listening who <laughs> is a therapist, but that was my experience on yeah. it. Whereas my experience with coaching was okay. I like, you know, getting coaching, pulling out more of me. Why do you think you feel about that? What do you think you can do about it? And helping me find my answer. And then after I do holding me accountable and saying, okay, we're going to meet on this time at this date and you're going to have this done. So what I feel like I do really well as a coach is not only help people come up with unique strategies based on the various business, um, in the industries really that I've been in, in a business, uh, way, but then hold them accountable. Like, okay, so by next Wednesday, you're going to have had that conversation or you're going to have delivered that message, or you're going to have done that thing or made that offer, or close that deal. And we move the needle that way. So with executives, a lot of times it's actually figuring out how to get through the overwhelm of being in charge of a thousand people or four people mm -hmm. or 20 people. And how do I, as the leader who's responsible for all these people, keep them engaged, keep them motivated. And oh, by the way, do all my daily tasks and think innovate, innovatively about the future. So they get to sort of throw spaghetti at the wall with me. And then through that process of 
throwing spaghetti on the wall, whatever sticks, I get to help them make sense of it, make sure it's aligned with their values, make sure that their employees will also be aligned with it, and then come up with the right steps and strategies to uh, then implement whatever it is that they're moving towards. So that's sort of where it falls with the um, executives. However, I have worked with um, some very high-powered people this year who weren't ready for that, but what they were ready for was mindset on nutrition. So I would like to say about 35% of my clients this year were focused on mindset around their food relationship and their body relationship, which I started calling Dare to Eat 2.0. So my original program, which I began in end of 2013, early 2014, was called Dare to Eat. It was a fat loss program. It's like, I set your calories, I set your protein, I help you not only achieve those, but understand what makes you feel good. We do exercise management and then we watch your body lose fat over a period of 12 to 16 weeks. And I realized the only way to get those results to be sustainable is to talk about the emotions and what's underneath. So that's why I created Dare to Eat 2.0. So I still do that, but it's like less of my daily um, clientele. That makes so much sense though. Like if you think about it, if you don't eat enough, you don't have that energy or you start to get that anxiety or that depression. And then you can't work well with your employees or run a huge company because you're not eating. So that, that made me just like, Ooh, that went right into a big circle. Like it makes total sense. Yeah. So before we, I do want to talk to you about the dare to eat 2.0 group program, but I wanted to ask, how did you get into mindset coaching? Mm. Gut health is a topic that is widely talked about, and it's been talked about on this podcast before. If you know me and you've followed me for years, you know that I have a very challenging past with my beloved tummy. Getting that in check was a three-year process for me that I'd like to think is the reason I was able to get pregnant. There's a couple things that I was able to find after very, very serious prescriptive supplement protocols by a functional medicine practitioner who has been on this podcast. Shout out to Bridget. But after the intensive supplement protocol phased out, I was left with a few things that are now staples in my routine. Flash forward to three years, or I would say two years, of buying those things piecemeal from random places like Whole Foods, Amazon, and other supplement companies, uh, I actually found Isogenics. And Isogenics does have a certificate of quality, which makes it very valid amongst all the other brands that functional dietitians are recommending. And its protein powder, for instance, has been tested for metals. So it is a very safe and really um, renowned product. I created a gut health focused pack for you guys to purchase. This is located in the show notes. In this package, you can find CBD, which was the key to reducing my inflammation. You can find an immunity boosting powder to add to your oatmeal, like I do, a protein powder shake. You can also get this Isa Immune Zinc Spray for your mouth. It is an immunity supplement if you did not want to eat it in your oatmeal. You can also get digestive enzymes, which I personally take before I go out to dinner because those meals tend to be heavier or anytime I eat red meat, collagen, bone broth, vegetable flavor. These are packets. I love the freaking bone broth. Obviously, you know me and Surfer because if we can make our own, we do, but I know that that's not accessible to every, everyone because you can't buy venison at the store. <laughs> I also put lavender oil on my pillow to help me fall asleep and de-stress at night, and I take a supplement called, um, or I have taken various versions of theanine and melatonin sleep remedies, and they have brain and sleep a sleep support at Isogenics. So check out the Garrett's or G's gut health focus pack in the show notes. My also my favorite protein powder is in there. It will keep you super full. It has been tested for metals and then organic greens. It's a canister you can add to your protein shake, to your oatmeal, to your water to make sure you are getting all your greens covered. And then finally, 
Isoflush, which is just their special name for magnesium citrate. This is really cool because I take this every night to allow for better motility through my intestines. Uh, I take magnesium. I have taken magnesium citrate for three years. This is a form of that that will help your intestines pull water into them so that you can flush things out in the morning. I have slow motility, so this is a really powerful supplement. Again, I've taken it for years. I usually try to pick it up at Whole Foods or buy it on Amazon, but with this package, I have curated for you guys. You can literally buy it all in bulk, and then you can even select auto ship if you'd want to get it monthly. So please check out the G's gut health pack in the show notes. And now back to the show. So it was sort of through actually having, um, my own coach for the first time in a while I had had coaches in, um, nutrition and fitness and powerlifting and kettlebell training and any of the fitness endeavors, I've always either had a mentor or a trainer or somebody that's guiding me and teaching me. Like, you know, I had people in Chicago that taught me all about kettlebells and that was a whole beautiful, you know, phase of life that I now still use. And, um, when I, I've always, first of all, I should always say I've innately been a teacher my whole life. So in kindergarten, I got storyteller award. I was always telling stories, trying to teach people things, teaching kids back handsprings on the playground. And, um, in high school, I was the, um, I did the teach me page for the, in the red publication I helped start. So I love teaching. And for any of people listening who are into human design, I'm a projector. So that's just literally my design is to project my unique vision of the world out to the world and hope that somebody notices it and says, Oh, I need that. And then they come to me. Um, the hard part of being a projector is that you can't send the invitation. And I, I didn't learn it the hard way, but I intuitively knew that it would be very hard to walk up to somebody and be like, you need to lose fat. (laughs) Like you want to work with me. So I learned the lesson. Thank goodness. So early, because I think a lot of coaches have a hard time with client attraction and retention hence why I coached them on that. Um, and so when I stumbled into my program of, okay, I've had, and we'll get to this, but, um, cause I know you told me you wanted to talk about my own body image issues, but as I overcame my own sort of journey of disordered eating body image issues, I found what worked. And it was so liberating that like every new piece of insight I got, I was like, I got to teach this. I got to teach this. I got to teach this. So I started a program that was based in science, very masculine, like calories, protein. This is the amount of exercise, which a lot of people need because at the time, 20, let's call it 20, 2009 to like 2014, there was a lot of bullshit out there. There always is. But at that time it was like still like low carb paleo was taking off. Whole 30 was coming about. And all these people were like, what diet do I do? Like, how do I feed myself? And so I was like, look, as long as you don't have food allergies, it's about the quantity and it's about the protein. So I started the program there and, um, I've always been really big on high touch, high accountability. So I would talk to my clients on text or email every day and then, um, do a phone call a week. And in those phone calls is when I started to realize I'm talking to them about their stress and how their stress is affecting the way they think about themselves and then how they think about themselves and their emotions is causing them to make actions that either support their goal or doesn't. So I need that. That's what I was sort of meddling with on these calls. I wasn't telling them how to squat better. I was telling them how to control their emotional side or not control it, but to process emotions better. So as I started to realize that I was just too scared because I didn't like the word life coach. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be a life coach. Um, I also had, you know, just the way life threw it at me had a lot of real estate opportunities at the time where I was like, well, I don't really need to like pivot there because I can just keep doing what I'm doing with nutrition, get some really cool business experience and this amazing opportunity with real estate. And until 2019, where I woke up one day and I'm like, what am I doing? I need to be coaching. I hired a coach to see what it was like to be coached, not in a physical way, because I wanted to make sure the way I was engaging with my clients when I was helping them with the mindset work, but not calling it that, that I was doing it in a way that was legit. And I didn't really want to do a certification I wanted to get my hands dirty with it, AKB coach. So I hired a rock star coach who's been on this podcast, who 
like has, you know, ties to Richard Branson and she's coached people at Slack. She's incredibly successful and she's an incredible coach. And then I also worked through 2020 with another coach who had a different sort of system where there were videos on the back end to watch, which was helpful. And so through this process of that, and then I've done multiple certifications this year on conversational dynamics, mindset, all of that, um, I sort of arrived at a place where I feel really confident in my ability to be a mindset coach. <laughs> I just came up with like the best name because we're like, cause you're like, you know, I don't want to be a life coach. Garrett coaching. Thing. There you go. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> There's also not a ton of Garrett or at least not a ton of female Garrett. So I do have that working for me. I, I mean, and then it's your version of the coaching you want to do. Yeah. So instead of just being like that wellness or the nutrition coach. Yeah. So that, you know, mindset coach, you're just the Garrett coaching. Yeah. It's funny. I, as far as like nutrition goes, I just had a, a thought, you know, I sort of made a promise to myself that I would no longer let anybody just do nutrition coaching with me if they didn't opt into the mindset stuff, because one, the, the investment is higher because it's higher touch with me. It's, it's a bigger emotional investment because people need to be ready to open up their minds and think about how they think differently and be able to contemplate things that aren't fun or sexy, like their shadow or their shadow values or their triggers. And I actually still have a very small, very small amount of, I, I, the, the word amount is not right, but I have a I do have a way people can still do just fat loss coaching with me, but they have to fit an insane amount of criteria to get in. They have to have a very healthy mind body relationship. They have to be able to demonstrate that they have to have no prior dieting history uh, or any food issues, any body image issues. Um, So I've been vetting for that this year because to be honest, I've only had two people do it. Uh, once I made that promise to myself and then it went really well for them and they had got all the progress they wanted, but anybody else who wants to lose fat with me, and I'd like to think I'm very good at this, uh, does have to do the mindset work in a tandem with that because it's so freaking complicated. Um, my executive clients know how complicated it is to unpack how they think. And then imagine doing that with how you eat, which is how you keep yourself alive. And when I realized that not everyone can afford to do a high investment program to do one-on-one, that's when I decided I'm going to take all of what I'm doing and put that into, excuse me, a group program for 2021. That's awesome. You're going to help a lot of, a lot of people. I just want to tell you that. Thank you. I hope so. so. I do want to touch. So I want to go back to when I had mentioned about you struggling in high school with the Mm. body image, um, what kind of set, I mean, what set that off? What, I guess what's, what triggered it? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things. And I always teach, um, that our limiting beliefs get created between ages zero and seven. Well, it just so happens my parents went away or my parents, my parents got divorced when I was seven. And before that, my dad went away in the air force. So I very much had a relationship with my dad where he got the highlights. So the highlights were always like how I got attention from my dad. So it was like, Oh, you learned your back handspring. Good job. You know, on the phone, because this is like pre video chat or, Oh, you got good grades. Good job. And so it was a combination of the good girl syndrome, which is really just how societally I think millennial women were raised, but also um, my attention shadow value, which I talk about shadow values in my new program. So you can come learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this idea that attention was something I, I wanted. Attention is something all humans want, and it's a very normal value to have, but I didn't have a healthy way to integrate it because the only way I knew how to get attention was to do well at things like be the overachiever. It's also common with the oldest child. And I was the oldest. Um, I had to, um, take care of my brother, not take care of them, but like help my mom because she had three kids under the age of five. So um, I think there was a lot of pressure on myself. And when you put pressure on yourself, it's like you're never good enough. 
because that limiting belief of I'm not good enough started when my dad left, because as a five-year-old, you don't understand that's his job. He's in the air force. You're just like, daddy left. I must not be good enough for him to stay around. So when Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough is playing on repeat in my subconscious, then when I get the biggest size of cheerleading skirt in seventh grade, I'm going to hit that as I'm not good enough. So continuing to, when we get the limiting belief that, you know, age zero to somewhere in zero to seven, we, it's like putting on glasses. So no matter what happens in your world, you're seeing it through those glasses of I'm not good enough or I'm fat or I'm dumb or I'm stupid or I'm guilty or I'm lazy. And so for me, it was, I'm not good enough. And then, um, because of my asthma, I was constantly on steroids. Steroids make your face really puffy. They make it, you make you hungry all the time. So I actually was gaining weight um, on top of having a lot of muscle from gymnastics and being very short. So I really was not the slenderest child. By no means was I like over overweight, but I was not comfortable in my own skin. And at the same time, I also had celiac that was undiagnosed. I was constantly bloated and in pain. So I gained a lot of shame around my stomach because I'm like, why is my stomach always puffy and bloated and hurts? So when you are interested in sports like cheerleading, where you're literally on display in front of a crowd, you become hyper aware of, well, my belly's bigger than hers or you know, my boobs aren't as big as hers or my waist isn't as narrow. So all those things sort of just layered on layered on layered every year of my life. Mind you, I've got the glasses on that say I'm not good enough. So it was like, I became obsessed with changing because I did believe I had a very motivational mother and dad, like you can do anything where I was like, well, I can do something about this. So I started, I got a gym membership by way of having a job at the gym. I started taking, um, kickboxing was first, then spinning was my gateway drug to fitness, then running. And I, by the end of high school, I was like, you know, size zero, double zero, still thought I was really fat and, um, obsessed with exercise and eating no carbs because like the zone diet was in or something. And, um, but then I was taking it to a point of, okay, well, I don't eat carbs. And then all of a sudden Friday night comes around and I physiologically, my body's like, give me pizza. And then I would eat the pizza or the brownie or the whatever and feel guilty. And then feel like I had to go run for two hours the next day. And you can imagine in college, that cycle only got worse because you're now in, you know, a sorority situation. There's a lot of hot guys walking around and I'm trying to like measure up Miami where I went to school. Like everybody's beautiful. Like, like it's like crazy. And so I just felt like I am not good enough. I'm not good enough. So that's sort of how it happened. And I like to tell my clients on perspective calls, like I did everything wrong. Like I did the whole starvation diets. I did the juice diets. I did the drink green tea and eat grapefruit. You know, I, I didn't eat carbs for five days. I didn't eat carbs when I drank alcohol. Like I did everything wrong and confused my body. And the more you swing to one side, the awful, the swing on the other side. So when I would binge out, I felt like death. Mm -hmm. So based on all of that, I found my way out of it. And that's when I was like, I don't want anyone else to ever have to go through that again. And that's amazing. Like that made me tear up a little bit because that probably, you know, that's going to touch a lot of people. And it really did. Like I'm over here trying to hold back tears. Um, Because I mean, I... I knew you in high school and you looked amazing. But again, I didn't know that, Garrett. I didn't know the behind the scenes on the struggle that, you know, you were having. And a lot of people, like a lot of girls in middle school and high school may not even realize that they have like a, I don't want to say an issue, but it kind of is an issue to where they think they're not good enough. At when you, between like zero and seven, you already had that mindset of like, you weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. And that goes super deep. And I don't think a lot of people know how to go that deep or really go back in time to be like, okay, what happened in my life that caused me to have this issue on why I don't feel good enough or why I look in the mirror and I may see 20 more pounds when I really don't have that 20 pounds or in a picture, like people don't like to smile and you don't like their teeth. Well, you can't help that. Sometimes it's genetic. Like it's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're our own worst critics. And the whole, the really cool part that I can be grateful for now is, um, you know, I used to think, oh, well, people aren't going to take me serious in the business world because they know more online. You can find way more online about my Barry's bootcamp days or my bodybuilding days or my powerlifting days because I blogged and blogged and blogged and how thin I was or how my gut health was than like the multi-million dollar real estate deals I did. So I thought, well, they're not going to take me seriously because they see me as this like cheerleader, Barry's bootcamp kind of person. But what's really neat and um, Alexandra, who is recently on this podcast, one of my teachers always talks about how for most people, the journey into yourself to really figure out who you are a lot of times does come from the body because when we're in our minds, our mind doesn't know like who our soul is. So we're trying to think about who we are based on our external environment. When really, when you're doing a sport or you're in the gym, you're like, you're feeling your lungs and your blood pumping and you're sweating and you're like in touch with your body. And not only when you realize you have complete control over your body and, you know, we can get that through like bodybuilding or weight loss. Like we can really see that, we are the master of ourselves. Then we become empowered, which was part of my journey, really becoming empowered. Like, whoa, I wasn't, I didn't have to be the chubby girl forever. I didn't have to be the base. I could become the flyer. Like I got really empowered. And when we're empowered, we become more self-trusting in business as parents, you know, as friends, as whatever we're um, aspiring to do. And so what I've learned is I can actually connect to CEOs and executives on a, let's talk about your fitness life first and get them to understand um, how some of those habits are. And that's how we pull out the limiting beliefs and the limiting beliefs. Like you were just talking about, not everyone walks around being like, yeah, I know that like, this is my limiting belief. Cause we're not really taught how to do that. We're actually taught to not be pretty enough. We're taught that like we need Botox and don't get me wrong. I actually like Botox, but uh, we're taught that like, you know, we need these things to feel prettier, to feel better, to feel thinner. There's always, we always need to be improving. Um, but at the same time, some of the limiting beliefs aren't about body. And that's, what's been really interesting for me in the last two years is working with people who have limiting beliefs. Like I am dumb. Like I had an executive who believed that because of a, a health disorder had to be held back in a grade. I obviously related because due to asthma attacks, I was almost held back as well. And, um, so she started believing I am dumb. So the way that that plays out nowadays is when she's in a meeting, she doesn't speak up. I'm like, well, what happens when you don't speak up in the meeting? She's like, I feel dumb. I was like, okay, cool. Well, what could you do to, to feel better about speaking up? She's like, well, one, I could actually do it. I'm like, well, what would make you actually speak up? She goes, oh, preparing for the meeting. I'm like, okay, so why don't you prepare for the meeting? She's like, I don't know. I just can't get myself to. And the reason why, so she realized is because if your limiting belief is like, it's like a computer system. Mm -hmm. And if it's saying I'm dumb, it's going to help you physically, physiologically, like your, all of your actions are going to create a situation for you to feel dumb. So it's like, if you feel like you're fat, you could lose the 100 pounds and then be sitting on the couch. Like, why can't I stop eating Doritos? It's like, well, mm -hmm. because Doritos very much align with I am fat, right? So anyway, so my, I'm going on a riff here, but my point is that this mindset stuff does run really deep. It's very important to unpack for body stuff, but it can directly apply in your work life and your career life. If you're somebody who feels stuck or feels like you can't break a bad habit or you can't get confidence, it all comes back to those. And that's a big part of my mindset work. That's amazing. You are I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to be everyone that listen to, listens to this or be like, oh my gosh, she's so right. Right now she's coaching me, but you're not. You're talking personal, like you're being personal with the stories. And I think that's amazing. And you're all over, like, I'm over here like, oh my gosh, everything she's saying is, you know, things that I've dealt with. Um, I have asthma and I used to have issues with anxiety attacks in high school. Like I never wanted to go to school. Um, so yeah, I'm going to definitely have to sit down and do some, you know, <laughs> mind searching on my end, but let's talk about dare to eat 2.0 group program mm -hmm. that I've helped you, you know, you've done it. We've been I'm working out, as a team on that. <laughs> it's, you know, last week, I think we both were, we were, I think our brains were fried. <laughs> we did it very quickly. 
I don't know how many people make a sales page <laughs> and a sales funnel in two days, but somehow we did it, which was awesome. Um, but I think that that's very reflective of how much like I am amped about it, how much you care um, and how much energy is going into this program. Not that it happened in two days. That doesn't sound like a lot of energy, but it's been seven years of me finding all this, cultivating all this, coaching over a thousand people. And it was like, it was all in my brain. I'm like, Shelby, I'm just going to download it. It's just going to, yep. it's going to come out. <laughs> so. yep. She did. She did. I got voice, ma- uh, voice messages like, here's this, this and this. And then like two hours later, be like, Hey, I already uploaded this and I uploaded this. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, where are we now? Where, what section are we at? What are we doing? And we have to give props to Jeff because he jumped in and gave it his final look over. Yes, he did. It was, it was <laughs> exciting. This whole thing has been exciting. And yeah. I'm excited for you to kind of go a little bit more in depth. I know we sure. definitely threw out the ads like on the podcast right before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I started feeling this weird feeling, um, not of anxiety, but of like, something felt a little bit off because I was showing up on social media, like guys, like, you know, it's December 1st in one month, this program launches, you know, you guys are hearing this episode. Um, I don't remember when we're dropping this, but I'm talking about it December 9th. You're going to be hearing it on the sooner side. And it's basically all about, uh, I, I was getting really amped about talking about this program. And what I realized is for, you know, the last six and a half years, I've branded dare to eat as fat loss. And I'm like, well, I talk so much about like, it doesn't have to be about fat loss and it's mindset and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are they confused? So I definitely wanted to bold, like bold on the sales page. Like it's about healing your relationship with food, connecting to your body. There's actually a part on the page um, that says like, you know, fat loss can be a side effect of getting your food relationship in check. It's actually quite common because ideally your body knows what to do when it trusts you. So we were to sort of name this something else. It's like, it's a program where you're getting your mind to trust your body and your body to trust your mind. And when that happens, you have better digestion. You have less stress. You have a more grounded presence. You feel more sexy. You feel more sovereign in the decisions you make. So that's sort of what I've been playing with. But I, again, I've had this weird feeling. So I'm like, I'm talking about this program and in the background, I'm working with this really new, exciting thing called Squatify that the listeners heard about with Kat and talking to some major companies about how to heal their team. So I'm like, am I in split personality? But um, it was actually Alexandra, my teacher, who said it the best. And um, I'm rambling, but there's a point. She said, look, you're putting your work on display at an art gallery. You have put in so much time and effort into learning how to really help people with this. And just because you're excited about doing team dynamics and corporations and healing teams versus healing the executive, that doesn't mean that this stuff that it feels so meaningful to you. I mean, these are the calls that like I'm in tears with my clients on um, that I just need to like walk away from that because I don't want to. And I believe that we're moving into a paradigm where I can do this and I can do that. And so for me, I was like, ideally, this is going to be a program that's eight weeks. It's an online course and it lives on my website. But because I want it to go, I want it to be the best body healing embodiment, you know, connect or rewrite your food story program out there. I was like, if I launch it as a group and it's a 16 week group come January 1st, That way I get to hold hands with people who are walking through it. I get to take their feedback, improve it if it needs any tweaks or add to it, and then be there as a coach and provide more value in group calls. So the eight weeks of content are just going to be stretched out over two weeks. So you have two weeks to watch all the videos in week one, listen to the podcast, do the handbook of exercises, same thing with week two. So you're in week one, after two weeks, we're going to get on a group call. And then two weeks later, we're going to get on a group call and so on. So it'll actually be really neat because for the first four months of 2021, people are going to have a guide helping them eat better. And it's like, oh my God, we have to eat to live. So I want to help people eat better because I know how stressful it is to wake up in the morning and be like, what's for breakfast? Should I do this? Well, no, that's too many carbs. Oh, what about sugar? Oh, when am I going to work out? Oh, I have to work out. I'm too fat. It's like, ah, we got to get out of our head into our bodies. And I have all the tools and strategies for that. And so some of the stuff we've already kind of grazed over in this 
goes really deep, like shadow values, your shadow voice, um, mind body counseling, limiting beliefs, um, directions of care. I had a really dark moment in 20, uh, beginning of 20, end of 2015, going into 2016, where, cause my, my body image, um, sort of relationship went up and down, you know, over the years. And I was in a really good place. Um, and then right after my bodybuilding competition in 2015, I went back to a dark place because I didn't have the scaffolding to believe that I like my, my limiting beliefs were still saying you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. So after the the bodybuilding competition, when I realized like, okay, I'm not going to stay like 5% body fat because that's not healthy. All of a sudden I had tied my worth. I'm like, well, crap, no one's going to like me. I'm not good enough unless I'm thin. So in that moment, I had this, this thing where I was like, I need someone to come take care of me because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not eating right. It's like, I know I should eat right, but I'm like addicted to protein bars. I'm addicted to sweetener. I, I need help. So there's actually an exercise in the program called directions of care, because sometimes we actually have to boil it down to like, if someone else was going to take care of you, what would you want them to do? <laughs> because we don't take care of ourselves sometimes. Like we know that we need to get fiber and veggies, but we don't always go out of our way to do that. We just eat the bag of chips because it's easy. So that's the program in a nutshell. Um, again, the podcast listeners get uh, 15% off with the link. I'm going to do a little ad here, uh, link in the show notes, but I'm really looking to work with 12 women in the group to be supportive, to offer community. I mean, we don't know how the beginning of 2021 is going to look. It could be more quarantine. And a lot of people this year got really triggered with being in a work environment where they're literally working next to their refrigerator. So I'm here to help. Yeah, that's, I was just about to actually was going to interrupt you and be like, 2020 has been, you know, where you're sitting at home, you're bored, you're eating the food that, you know, you're like, that's, probably not what I should be eating right now, but I'm bored. So I'm going to eat it. Or, you know, you said body image about when you were, um, you did, um, bodybuilding. Yes. Body bodybuilding. Thank you. Um, a lot of moms go through body shame. Yes. And you know, they have a, you know, they have, you know, it doesn't matter if it's vaginally or if it's a C-section, you know, it's, it can be down there that's ruining it or the scar that you don't like, or, you know, um, ab separation that you have and you notice, um, or, you know, that baby gave you stretch marks. Like it comes to everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we had Katie, you had Katie on here and she mm-hmm. talked about, she's a pre and post natal, um, nutritionist and she was in fitness and she was talking about ab separation. And it was funny. We talked about it and I was like, what's, what is that? I'm like, I've never heard of that. And then it wasn't even a week later that I found out that I was suffering from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I noticed the ab separation. I actually showed my husband and I'm like, this is embarrassing. I don't want to wear a bathing suit. Yeah. It's like we link our body image to how we think we should look and how it should be. And we're not present to how it is in the moment, which, you know, it's, there's going to be moments where, you know, we're postpartum and we're bigger, we're going through ab separation and it doesn't feel sexy, but we're so focused sometimes on the future. We get anxiety about it and what we're not yet, or what if it doesn't work that we just forget to be present to ourselves. And to be honest, the amount of people who literally look like they're going to throw up in their mouth when I say like, it's all about self-love, like is it's extraordinary. And so I stopped saying it. I'm like, look, we're not going to just like tell you to go look in the mirror and like love yourself because I know from experience that it's really freaking hard, but the program really walks us through. Like, how do we go from self acknowledgement? How can we just acknowledge where we are today, learn to accept it and then move into self-love because it's not like this overnight. I'm just going to love myself because it's like, if you loved yourself, if we all loved ourselves, we'd treat ourselves a lot differently. And then we wouldn't be hurt or we wouldn't feel broken and we wouldn't like be embarrassed about how we look. So it definitely is something that more people than not, I believe, struggle with eating and struggle with guilt and shame. And my goal with the program is to have these 12 beautiful women. And you know what, if there's more, I'm not going to say no, but my goal is to have at least 12 people walk away from this program being like, yeah. And yesterday I had a donut and I didn't feel guilty about it. And today I had a green juice and I'm not counting calories. And oh my gosh, after four months, I'm actually 
I'm actually in my dream body. And not to say that, you know, it just takes four months to like lose weight and have a body transformation because there's no really real timeline, but to say that, you know, every day counts, you can get in the body that you love, but not until you love the one you have today, which is the hardest lesson, which is why we do the complex mindset work, um, throughout the program. That's amazing. You're a rock star. Just letting you do that. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I just love that you had this idea to talk about, you know, what I spend my days doing. And, you know, right now it's been focused on this, getting this group in a place where, you know, the program's accessible, people are enrolled, all that stuff. Um, but it's also just a lot of, you know, one-on-one sessions with really motivated people who are trying to, you know, drive revenue, connect to their teams, launch their business, uh, build their business, uh, transition their career, all of that stuff. So it's definitely a wide base, but I can kind of end this year saying, as I reflect back, like at least this year, 2020 has been about helping people connect to their bodies and rewrite their food story, the dare to eat 2.0 program, and then the executive coaching And in that silo of executive coaching, it's been about 60% solopreneur, which I never saw coming, 40% executive and CEO clients. That's amazing. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad we did this. I don't know. This was definitely a shower idea. And I texted you that. And I was like, this might've been TMI. I was like, but I had this thought in the shower that we should do a podcast where you kind of talk about what you do behind the scenes that there's so many other definitions for it. And this yeah. is your definition of what you do and what you're going to offer for 2021. Yes. Thank you so much. I, when you said it was a shower idea, I'm like the best ideas come in the shower. I'm so glad. And I think you're just a great example of, you know, t- a true self-starter and team member because, you know, I did, you're like, I, you're like what I would have, if someone had said, write down your dream, like hire for your company. I would have written down all that you are, but been like, yeah, I don't know if that really exists. Um, but I guess truly I must have on a subconscious level because you've showed up and you've been really just invigorated by everything. And I was like, wow, that's a brilliant idea because I don't get interviewed on my own podcast and, um, you're learning more about what I do and, um, just excited to invite people into this work. I think, as we sum up a year where we focus on stillness, hopefully my job as a podcaster, when I wear that hat and coaching through this podcast has really helped people see the value of doing this work. So, yeah, well, thank you for your compliment. <laughs> I didn't know personally that this was something that I would want to do. If mm-hmm. somebody came, like when people came to me and they're like, Hey, what do you want to do? What, what career do you want to do outside of being a mom and a wife? I couldn't tell you because I never had a chance to sit down and actually think about it. Yeah. Then after watching you on Facebook and just like, you know what? I'm just going to messenger and I'm going to do this. Like I want to do this. I'm excited. I can be creative and we can make big things happen. So. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you're here. So thank you so much for the interview and um, hopefully 2020 will bring more. It'll be a best year ever. I interrupt this episode for a great reason, and I'm excited to share with you the opportunity to be an associate within the Dare to Move podcast, Isogenics team. What I've spoken about on a few episodes recently uh, is that the company Isogenics aligns with all of the same core values as this podcast and as me personally. And what I am so excited about is the fact that I know many of you are experiencing the portfolio lifestyle. You are in the process of building your company. You may actually need extra capital to get that website off the ground, to get those professional headshots taken. Uh, And you may just want experience turning up the dial on your own income, which is a really exciting thing. And so for basically a fee of $29 for the year, you can switch your Isogenics account, which is sort of like an Amazon account where you can buy 
products that as mentioned on many episodes and other ads all have a certificate of quality, the gold standard uh, on nutrition products, you can become an associate, which means that you join the spiderweb of dare to move podcast i've been calling it a spiderweb because it's not like this multi-level marketing sort of pyramid situation it's really a collaborative network so i invite you if you are looking to build a new revenue stream if you're looking to write off costs on food like protein powder digestive enzymes protein bars immunity boosters, all of those things that you probably already buy, you can get those through Isagenix. They can be considered a business cost. And while you recommend these products to others, you make money. So if that is something that interests you, email me and I will say welcome. <laughs> welcome to the team because it's a really exciting time, I think, to not only have a podcast sponsor that is a company that I align with values wise, but also I enjoy their products. And also there's an opportunity for you to, to do the same thing. Maybe you're a podcaster looking to sponsor your own podcast. Maybe you're looking to make passive income through beautiful blogs that you write where you happen to mention the immunity booster that you put in your oatmeal like I do. So now you can make money and I can share with you, I've been, you know, in the blogging content creation online business space since 2014. And I can tell you through programs like Amazon Associates, for for example, you may need to get 60 clicks before you make like 15 cents. And in this case, you get to share from an aligned place. Um, obviously, I would teach you more about the values of Isogenics, and you may already know them from Dare to Move podcast, but if the values align and you like the products that you try, you can join the team. And it's as simple as that and start making money from telling your network also about these products that once again, have the certificate of quality. So if you're interested in this opportunity, just email me. My email is in the show notes and I will tell you more and help you get involved. Now back to the show. <laughs> 